Welcome to another episode of Built on Passion. I'm Drew, and today we're talking to Stephen Weisbuck, co-founder of the Recycle Planet Company. Simply put, Stephen started the Recycle Planet Company as a fashion-oriented outerwear company focused on sustainability and quality. And based on our chat, I think they might actually be the most sustainable outerwear brand I've come across. Today, we're talking about their ethos of sustainability, how it affected their product development, and the outerwear industry as a whole. All right. So to get started today, how about you tell us a little bit about Recycled Planet and kind of how you fit in there? So the Recycled Planet is a uh, basically an idea that that probably started when I was in grad school in New Hampshire in the in the 70s. You know, I ended up leaving New Hampshire and I went to New York and I went into the men's apparel business and made men's outerwear for 45 years. And as I was getting ready to retire. Two younger gentlemen that I know that we've we've been associated with for a number of years said, well, instead of retiring, why don't we start our own company and, and do some of the things that you've always said is important, you know, sustainability, becoming more green, a company with a social conscience, giving back to the community. And it was the start of the pandemic. And I really thought, you know, it was going to be an exercise that I could do before I physically retired and kayaked and snowshoot and went back to school. And we made two very tight lines. The, the concept being, you know, sort of Montclair meets Patagonia. I live the lifestyle of the product that, that we sell. And what we noticed was most of the, the real technical companies, be it an Arteryx, a Marmot, Patagonia, they're all fairly utilitarian in nature. There's not real any pop there. And the companies that that consider themselves quote-unquote fashion houses, whether it be a Montclair or a North Face or a Canada Goose or a Moose Knuckles, there's no real, you know, green. They sort of play on the edges, but not per se in total. So we developed the men's and a women's package. We use our shells are all made from recycled fibers. Same with our linings. We either use reprieve insulation, which is made from recycled water bottles. And we'll, we lay, if it's a reprieve coat, we label the amount of water bottles used in the insulating of the coat. Or we use repurpose down, which is down that is accumulated from old sleeping bags and comforters and jackets, repurposed, recleaned, and reused. Um, we're, all, we're, we're globally recognized and sanctioned. Um, we have all our certificates. Our zippers are all made from recycled components. And our logo, which if you've seen it, says the Recycle Planet Company with a polar bear. And the reason for the polar bear is if, if we don't start dealing with global warming, the polar bear will be extinct in 50 years. So we give a percentage of our profits to save the polar bear. We uh, belong to the World Wildlife Fund. In fact, I'll, uh, I'm doing the panda paddle in another month where I'll be kayaking uh, three rivers in the, in the Great Bay and a couple of lakes in northern New Hampshire. I've already raised a bunch of money because I got a bunch of sponsors. We try to give back. I, our, our goal is to produce product that's fashionable, sustainable. We're constantly pushing the envelope, trying to develop coats going forward that are totally biodegradable where you'll wear it and when you're tired of it, you'll bury it in the backyard and it'll disappear. We ship all our product that's direct to consumer in a commercially compostable bag so that when you you get the coat and you keep the coat, 
you take the, the bag and you put it with your garbage, and in 90 to 180 days, it totally disappears. The glue is water soluble, no contamination to the environment. If you need another size, you need to send the coat back. The same bag that we shipped it in, there's a second piece of tape. You close it. So we're really like cognizant of what we're doing to give you the best quality product. We own the name trademarked around the world, so we don't really have to. I'm not opening a billion stores. I'm not spending a bunch of money marketing this with all sorts of magazines. So we can put the money into the product and back into our donations, which is really what we're all about. So it sounds like you guys have thought about like the entire life cycle here and kind of breathe that into every aspect from packaging to product development and everything. But taking a step back there, so you mentioned you kind of your background was in the apparel industry. What did you see in the apparel industry when you were working in there that kind of led you here to start this brand? The thing about the apparel business in general, especially in the U.S., it's all about conspicuous consumption. It's all about making apparel that the American consumer is so fickle so that the apparel that's made, it's really becomes disposable, right? I'll buy a t-shirt, I'll wear it, I'll throw it out, I'll buy another. You know, when you're over, if you go to Europe, you know, they'll buy a pair or a jacket or a pair, but they'll have it for, I mean, I have my barber jacket, it's 29 years old. You know, if you buy quality and you better buy better product, and you buy something with a, a fashion sense, you should be able to own that for a while. It should not be get it and get rid of it. And the difference between you know, men and women shop differently to begin with top of that. So I was in a business that was very commercial. You know, we were commercially driven. We did a big business with a lot of the department stores. They were designer brand names that could be promoted. And so it becomes the lowest common denominator. There's no socially relevant reason to make the garment. And I did that because I had a family to support and I was making a living and I wanted to retire. But it always bothered me. If I wanted to spend a dollar more a yard to buy a recycled fabric, it was like, well, if we don't buy the recycled fabric, we could sell the coat for $4 less and the consumer won't care. The consumer doesn't care. And my belief is the consumer better care. You know, if the consumer mm-hmm. wants to have a place to live, he better care about recycling and, and protecting the, we only have one planet, right? We only have the species that become exterminated. We, you can't replace them when they're gone. So I've oh, this is something as a this is a passion. This is something I always wanted to do, and then I, given the opportunity, like I said, the, the two gentlemen that that I'm associated with were like, "Let's do it. Let's be in it for the long haul." I don't have to sell a million billion coats. I don't need you know. We're not doing this to become rich overnight, and and we're doing this to to really be able to give back, to try to address the wrongs that we saw in the industry, use and recycle components, trying to become more green, trying to reduce. I, I said this to someone the other day, the, one of the biggest parts of pollution in the apparel business is the amount of fossil fuel and the pollution from the container ships that import the, bring the product from, the, from Asia to the U.S. and all over the world. of greenhouse gases are basically, if we got rid of contain, you know, that, those fuel emissions in those ships. Well, if someone came to me tomorrow and said, we have a container ship 
It's all electric. It's battery driven, but it's going to cost you $9 more a coat in order to bring your garments in. I'd switch in a heartbeat. I'd pay the $9. If I could bring my product here in a greener, better, healthier way, and we do that on, on every part of our business, anything we can do to reduce you know, conspicuous consumption and reduce our greenhouse, our carbon footprint. Some businesses are willing to invest, some businesses are not. But even, I mean, Shopify just came out with a new program that they have where you can offset your shipping carbon emissions. And it's something like 10 cents an order, which is surprising that anybody wouldn't do it, honestly. Right. And when we ship, we use Shopify as our platform. When you order a code from us on Shopify, like I said, you receive it in this commercially composable bag that says, take this bag, throw, don't recite, you'll throw it out, and it's going to... Now, this last year, we used a... We had a shopping bag made from recycled water bottles, and mm-hmm. that coat was in that bag and then put in a cardboard box made from recycled cardboard. But at the end of the day, we were making more garbage between the recycled cardboard bag and the recycled plastic bag. It's not only, a lot of people think being green, you want to use recycled fabrics, but you also need to make sure that the, the amount of fossil fuels used to create that fabric aren't doing more harm. So we're constantly trying to push our suppliers and our manufacturers to, to reduce their amount of green in, a, in creating the product that we're end up at the at the end that we're producing. The more people get with the program, the easy the easier it's getting. But we are there's still a lot of people that want to say, look, my coats recycle because they have recycled hang tag, or they make a stretch garment, but they only make the outside shell stretch which is great, but if you put a coat on and the lining's not made of stretch fabric, when you go like this, the coat doesn't stretch. So I've been doing this like almost 50 years now, and I've seen everything. When I started, the entire industry was made domestically. Woolrich was made in Woolrich, Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. We had we I worked for a company called Fox Damp. We had mill. We bought all our wool was domestic. All our buttons were domestic. Our factories were here. And within 15 years, that disappeared when nothing was made here for the most part. So now it's really easy. You know, American business, you, you're taught, we've got to make money, got to make a profit, got to make money, got to make a profit. That really, I'm not a communist. I'm not saying that you shouldn't want to make money. But at the same token, I think I've never been one to overinflate prices, or I'd much rather make a better product, put put the quality in the garment, let somebody buy it and feel a sense of pride in what they're purchasing and what it stands for. I like that we're associated with the Global Defense Fund and the World Wildlife Fund and the Sahara Club, but that I can say, I'm climbing Mount Monadnock today, or we're going to go out and kayak and raise money for this organization. The University of New Hampshire, who I'm associated with, has a phenomenal sustainability program campus-wide that we're taking part in. So it's really, that's really what it's all about for us. It's fashion apparel that's made sustainable with a social conscience to give back to the community. That's, I think that's a pretty cool thing. Look, at the twilight of your career, this is a nice thing to do. 
Have you run into any issues with like product development, given that you have these such strict rules that you want to apply well, by? Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I mean, years, a couple of years, we were only two years old. And, and when we first started, people were like, well, can you do soft shell? And we're like, no, we don't make soft shell jackets because you can't buy soft shells. Not a re, it's not a recycled fabric, petroleum-based fabric with bonding fleece. And so we have people come to us all the time and they'll say, I have this. And we'll say, well, do you make it out of recycled components or fabrics or can you do it? And if they can't, then we pass. We've spent the last 24 months trying to develop, you know, the slide, you know, the zipper slider on your jacket. So our zippers are, are from recycled, but the slider is not. Because this, the way that in order for it to be able to withstand the kind of pressure that you do zip it up and down on a jacket, we've yet to be able to make it out of recycled components where it would stand the kind of beating. Now, but we're in development. We've been working on this, trying to whether it's in rubber or a high grade polymer, something that is green that we can do where we can give, make it work. I would love to tell you that my garments are 100%. They're not. They're probably, we sort of guesstimate between 95 and 98. Some of our fabrics are 65% recycled or 85% recycled fibers, 15 not. We're very transparent. We call it all out. We have coats that are 100%. If there is, if they're a, a snap front coat, and the snaps are all from recycled metal. So, but yeah, we don't, if it doesn't fit into our, visions our mission statement and our vision then we don't do it yeah. we're not going to in other words if leather becomes the hottest thing in the apparel market i'm not going to be making leather jackets right <laughs> it's not it's not who we are so you know it was like the thing when you, we were talking about the bads we're always looking like whenever we meet with a supplier if anybody tells us oh, we have this new technology and this is what it'll do. If it's something that we can use and, and it'll make our product better and more sustainable and more environmentally friendly, we're all on board. We are not. You know, I used to work for people where you, they'd say, uh, you can't pay more than a dollar for a zipper. Today, if somebody comes to me and says it's a number 12 zipper and it'll last for 20 years and it's all recycled and it's 12 bucks, well, that's what's going into the coat. Because that's who we are. We're not going to, I don't want to, this is going to sound bad. We're not going to cheap out in order to, to make ourselves look better. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the only way you have any integrity and credibility is that if somebody knows that the product that they're getting actually stands, I mean, I, I'll tell you, I did this for 50, 48 years, 50 years. I never wore my own coats, ever. I'd go to Europe, I'd shop the stores, I'd buy product, we'd copy it, whatever. But I never wore stuff that I made. I live in my stuff now because it's stuff that I'm proud of and it's stuff that I would wear if somebody had actually made it the way I want it made. And, you know, I don't know if that's a, a compliment to me. I'm not blowing my own horn. I'm not saying we make the greatest coats that were ever made on the face of the earth. But I see people like Canada Goose and Montclair selling garments for $1,500, $2,000, $4,000. There's no coat that should cost $4,000. It should cost $4,000 if you have 500 stores around the world and you have to give market, you know, and you're running all this advertising. Well, yeah. But if you really want to give, and I think the Ready Yeti, the person that subscribes to Ready Yeti and, and takes advantage of it, 
wants to be green. He's a person that, or she's a person or they're a person that's concerned about the environment and concerned about how things are made. And and, and that's the people we want to be associated. Those are the people, you're, the, the people that hear this podcast are the people that we want to reach to say, if you're looking for for a company that's making cool, fun, active outerwear that's green and sustainable and gives back to the community in which they serve, then we're the kind of guys you may want to look at. I think that's that's a really important lesson too, especially with like branded products in the e-commerce space is oftentimes it, it doesn't cost that much more per unit to add significant improvements to quality and or sustainability. A consumer isn't going to care if it costs them five more dollars, but the quality is twice as good. That's, and that's what we're hoping. I mean, to a certain extent, most people, you have to hope that the consumer is willing to hear the message, that they're going to ask the question. And I think they are. They're doing it for cars, right? You know, they're going in, I want the electric car. They're doing it for product. They can get the same product made in America versus made offshore. We're starting to look, talk to some American manufacturers factories here about what they can do. But yeah, the funny thing is the millennial, the the younger customer, if you were to say to them, you could buy A, which isn't green for 20 bucks, or B, which is very green for 30 bucks, what would you buy? They'll pick the green product every time. You know, yep. that's what they're looking for. And 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 that's a that for us, that's a positive sign. Not not from only from a business standpoint. That's a positive sign because that's those are the, the, the people that are gonna spread the message, they're gonna make the changes. At the end of the day, look, I'm not gonna be around. I'd like to say I'm gonna look for I'm a realist, but I have children and hopefully I'll have grandchildren and I'd like you guys to actually have a planet you could enjoy for a while. Well, thank you. <laughs> Before we wrap up here, I just want to give you a chance to kind of the plug your company and kind of tell everyone how to find you and all that. The Recycle Planet has its own website. You can find this at therecycledplanetcompanyco.com. We, you know, we're a full price website. You'll be able to see all our products and all the colors. It talks about what, how we started, who we give back to. Yeah, so I said the RecyclePlanetCo.com. We're in the process of now shooting all our, our codes for fall 2022. You, it's purchased through Shopify. You can also find this at places like the Kittery Trading Post. We do a big Nordstrom's business. We do Saks business, Dillard's, all full line, regular price, the better department stores. We're not, we really, we don't sell discounters. You can find us in some of the better active and outdoor stores around. You know, we work with people like Academy and um, that share our vision as to what it's all about. We, like I said, we're, we're a full price house, but I would say that we're fairly, we're very competitive. We're not the most expensive company you've ever seen and we're definitely not the least expensive but we put everything back into the product all about giving back we we're not concerned with the cost of the garment as much as we are as making sure that we can keep the planet alive and and give back so you can find us like i said on our website and you can find us on Ready Eddie because we like to participate. We're available. We gave, we do a lot of stuff with Adaptive Spirit, which is the the arm of the Paralympic winter sports. So we, we donate there as well. 
if it's something that's, like I said, the Recycled Planet is, company is exactly what it says. Everything we do is, is for the betterment of the product, the consumer, and the, and the planet. And for a long time, I, I worked and I would be like, you didn't have to buy my coat. Today, I look at it and it's, if you believe in what we're doing, then you should buy our coat and our product. That's about it for me. Well, I really appreciate it, Stephen. It was great talking to you today. Talk to you soon. Cool. I really appreciate it. Maybe I'll be a little more polished for the next one. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Built on Passion podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are still listening right now, you need to leave a review. Like seriously, if you are committed enough to listen to the outro, then you must be a fan and we would love to hear your thoughts. Be sure to share this episode with a friend who's thinking about starting a passion project business. And as always, tune in next week for another episode.